I want to say I'm sorry in advance for this. We're trotting along with our first non-contemporary Western, the harder they fall. But will it spur a positive reaction from us? And like I said, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm Chad. And I'm Matt. And you're listening to episode 29 of We Used to Talk About This at Work. All right, Matt. So this feels very weird because it's just you and me in the studio this week. Like I can literally hear the echo as I speak. I don't like it. It feels weird just being me and you. Feels too intimate. It does. It does. Like I was looking at uh, the playlist, not the playlist, the listing of episodes, and we haven't been solo since Black Widow, which is like episode like twelve or thirteen. I can see. Yeah, I can see why. Why you said that? I guess because the people didn't like that. So they was like, nah, you need guests on your your podcast to filter between us. <laughs> I mean, we just been running, like hitting the ground running these last couple of episodes, just, just like making sure like, no, we're not going to be alone. But now look at us. I know it's scary by yourself. We need these other people for these other hot takes. It is like, we yes, we do have chemistry, but you know, that only goes so far. Right. But what's been good with you, Matt? Not much. You know, I am trying to, right now I'm in the process of looking to move. Um, I live in the, the bad parts of Japan, you know, the thugs and stuff be around here and everything like that. So now when you say thug, do you mean a thug or do you mean a thug? I mean, they'd be straight cats outside and I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, they are pretty <laughs> dangerous, you know, with those switchblades. Mm-hmm. They just be sitting in the middle of the street and then I'd be honking my horn. They look at me like I'm in the wrong, like they supposed to be sleeping there. So, uh, no, nah, we, I'm trying because we live in a two bedroom apartment and, you know, we are uh, in the process of expanding our family or we would like to expand our family. So it was just me, you know, pre uh, meditating, no pre dicting. So just prepare for the future. That that's, that's, that's very good uh, future planning. I remember a few um, many episodes ago, you were talking about how they have cheap housing for uh, residents of Japan. Are you looking into that program? No, because that one's too far away from where we are. Um, that's like hours away. This is just going to be uh, looking for just a, I would like to get a house because, you know, the mortgage would be, not mortgage, the rent of the house would be cheaper than the rent I'm paying for the apartment. The only problem with housing, as far as getting a house in Japan, they charge a shit ton for like what they call, quote unquote, a realtor's fee. And that's like $1,600 up front for realtor's fee, plus, you know, first and last month's rent, all that stuff, versus then you pay the rent. Interesting. But then, I, you know, long run, more room with a house, the yard, we can get a dog, maybe get one of these uh, thug cats to, you know, <laughs> to add to the family. Make sure things are, you know, running tip top. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, good luck with you, man. Um, ideally, when do you hope that you will be in this house if things go well? Mm, I'm thinking by February. Okay. And there's no process because I'll have to, you know, I'll have to move myself, everything. If not, then um, the same apartment I live in has three bedroom apartments. So it's all about availability and what can I find. So it's all about just seeing what's available. But I like to do it by February, March time frame. Okay. Well, good luck to you, man. So I'm like, I got three more years here. So at least uh, so these last three years have enough room for that and maybe make my own podcast instead of doing this in the living room. Oh, like a podcast studio. I got you. Right. So maybe we can start putting more videos out. Or any videos out. Or any videos out. Yeah. We yeah. We actually do need to do more episodes, you and me, so that we can provide create like content. Yeah, our YouTube, uh our YouTube count is it's definitely not where it needs to be at. And then I just put the fault on us. No, it, it is. It's all on us. So um, before we get into like additional topics, I do want to talk about a topic of my own. Uh, Chris Pratt is Garfield. I would like to discuss this. All right, go ahead. So we heard that Chris Pratt was going to be Mario a few weeks ago. And I was like, absolutely not. I do not support any of this in any way, shape or form. But then the news came out that Chris Pratt was going to be Garfield. And I was like, I'm actually okay with this. Like his right, late. Let's, let's go back. So you not wanting him to be Mario because you don't think he sounds like the video game Mario? Or what was your what what, what part do you didn't like about him being playing Mario? It's just his his delivery. Hey, it's not like he's a voice actor, you know? So he's like a regular actor, and they tend to just use their own voice. And granted, in this moment, I can't tell you who I feel like would be a better Mario. I just don't, I don't really hear like laid back Chris Pratt, Star-Lord as Mario, but I do, but I can't hear laid back Chris Pratt as Garfield because Garfield's a really chill individual, you know, Garfield don't care about anything. Right. Just lasagna. And Hayden Mondays. Yes. So I feel like that would be, excuse the pun, that I hope not to be doing this too much this week. Sorry, this episode. But uh, that seems up Chris Pratt's alley. Okay. Why are they still recycling Garfield? Now I think about it. Is that a thing that we need to re- rehash? I think it's a copyright thing. Oh. I mean, just like he's making smirk. Oh, Heathcliff. What do they do Heathcliff? It- is anybody clamoring for Heathcliff properties? I am now. Heathcliff, Heathcliff, no one should terrorize a neighborhood. We don't need to, we don't need to rehash that. I never knew the theme song of that of, of that show. I, I've seen it. Kid? I've seen it. I loved it when Heathcliff started beating people up. I love that, but I've never seen the show. Sorry. I, I don't remember the, the theme song, but I've seen it. I know, it's, I know. It's my stupid brain. Certain things stay in tune. It's, it's a lot of uh, cartoon theme songs. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's just how I feel about it. Um. You know, 
It's whatever though. I mean, I'll see Mario. I'll be there opening weekend for Mario. Look at you hating on hating on Chris Pratt. Now you about to support him. Uh, they're forcing my hand to support him, but yeah. You know, it might be good. People were upset about, you know, uh, you know, all this stuff, different stuff until we see it, then it might actually be good. Right. No, I mean, I have I have high hopes that the story is going to be solid. It's just I'm talking about um, just the casting. Maybe, maybe he might do, do the um, accent of Mar, like, it's a me. And just in Chris, Vest, Chris Press voice. You know that he would be canceled so hard if he did that. Why? It's a, he's not a real character. No, you're right. I take that back. No, I take that back. We live in 2021. You're right. There'll be people upset about that. Yes. 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 So uh, what? And they'll gonna... say it's, it's appropriation. Mm-hmm. It would. <laughs> it would. I mean, that's that's how the conversation would go. A, a cartoon appropriation. <laughs> well, no, they would bring Italy into it. Yeah. Okay, but it was made by a, a Japanese company. The character is Italian, though. Right. But I'm saying, like, so wait, you... if if who's an Italian actor off the top of your head? Uh, no, I I can't tell you. I don't know. Okay, actor A. If no. would, if actor A was Italian and he was like, "It's a me, Mario," would it? Would you think people have a problem with it? There wouldn't be campaigns to like cancel the person, but for you to be a caricature of an Italian person and you yourself were not Italian is not okay. Just like he's not being a character, he's playing no caricature. No, I'm saying a caricature as in a stereotype of that character. A stereotype of an Italian person is what I'm saying. So it'd be better not to put it's a me Mario in the in the script at all. He needs to just talk regular. Right. Which since I don't think that Chris Pratt is going to do anything but talk regular. Because that's what these actors do when they get these voice roles. Not just Elba. He be he be speaking an English accent instead of that British accent. That's regular for him. No, it's not. It's stop tricking us. <laughs> <laughs> the well, whole we'll time during why I thought you was American and you something else. We we could get to that. Oh, actually, it's really funny because as I was writing the opening of the script, and I was talking about man, the last time we did a western was the horror they fall, and Idris is in that too. I didn't even think about that to this moment. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> but uh, what you've been watching, man? We got like a thousand things to talk about this week. Um, I've had a lot of time for anything too crazy like I normally do, but one thing I you uh, mentioned it on last week's episode, and I like to co-sign it. I watched Army of Thieves on Netflix, the prequel to Army of the Dead, and I don't want to be that person, but I'm about to be that person where before I talk about the actual movie, I just want to say there's a person in this movie and i've seen her in other movies before she was in fast and furious franchise and everything else and i've always seen her never noticed it but for some reason now how do you pronounce her name i was gonna make sure i say it right e natalie emmanuel natalie emmanuel i don't know why but her beauty stuck out so much more to me in this movie and i was just like 
she is so beautiful. I was like, have I seen her anything? I looked her up. I'm like, she's been on those movies. I was like, oh yeah, she was Fast and Furious movie. She's been with Ludacris character, but I don't know. But for some reason, that beauty just resonated through the screen for me. I agree. She is an extremely beautiful woman. Um, so there's two women in the movie. Well, there's three technically, because uh, one uh, one of the cops is a woman. But there's two thieves on the team. Two female women. Two females on the team. Uh, you got Natalie Emmanuel and then Rubio Fee, who plays Karina. And I thought I thought Karina was cute too. Like there's oh, no, a, I agree. Like, yeah, there was a scene where she asked Ludwig if he wanted to make out. And he was like, no, nah, I want to out uh, uh, Natalie though. But I was like, my guy, my guy, um, what my guy, can you see? Do you have eyes? Right. Yeah, I don't. I understand you sometimes uh you might won't uh I can't think of a good analogy. But no, I agree uh, with no, you. No, no, yes. I, I do it. I would do it. I would do it. I'm sorry if this is offensive. Sometimes you want a steak, but you don't have the capacity to get a steak, so you gotta get a burger. Right. When a when a when when, when a McDonald's happy meal is presented in front of you and you're hungry, you take that, even though deep down inside you might want a steak, eat now. You can also eat later, later on. Exactly. But with that being said, um, overall, I really enjoyed the movie. Um, just even if, like, you've never seen Army of the Dead, it does a great job of, you know, explaining everything. You know, it's a prequel. Um, yeah, I highly recommend it. It was great. I the 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 lock. I like the mechanics of them when they played it where he's trying to lock it and they go they zoom inside the safe to show to show the mechanics moving as he does it. Mm-hmm. Just the plot was good, storyline was good, even though you knew the outcome. Yeah, I mean it's just it's basically Army of the Dead, but without zombies. Right. Sort of. And also like it it prelude. All right, never mind. This is my recommendation, just so I don't give a yeah. I mean it, it happens so. before Army of the Dead. So yeah, yeah so I won't yeah. I'll leave it as that. So yeah. Um, so I heard uh, you finally caught up to watching Candyman. What was your thoughts? So I actually watched it last week, but I forgot to put it on the outline. So I forgot to talk about it. Um, I didn't like it, honestly. Um, I felt like they did one thing where they're like okay so candy man is an idea candy man is not necessarily the candy man from the 90s movie candy man is what it needs to be at this time but they were also like candy man is gonna go out here and kill people that gentrified the neighborhood but also candy man is gonna go over here and kill random black children but also Candyman is going to go over here and just kill random people. And I'm like, can you make up your mind what you want Candyman to be in this version of the story? That's also you're making it be connected to the first one just for nostalgia's sake. So I feel like they were trying to do a lot of things. I agree where they wanted it to be like the plot of the movie wanted to be about gentrification and against a black man, which would have been fine, 
but then you can't have him killing the black kids and everybody who says Candyman because that defeats the whole purpose of, uh, you know, he's getting back against the white man. Right. So it's like you 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 led you had two stories into one to where you had the concept of Candyman, but then you're like, no, I want to tell this story about the justification and everything else like that, but forgetting about how anybody can get it from Candyman. So that's where they messed up at. I agree. Um, so I also watched, I finished Only Murderers in the Building. And so first off, I want to say the show is called Only Murders in the Building. And there's a funny joke where somebody at the end of the, the season finale is going to make like a knockoff version of their podcast called Only Murderers in the Building. So a stupid little play on words. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good. Like the last time on, on the last episode, I mentioned how like you never heard any of the podcasts, and I like that. And then I came back to listen to episode six, and it opens with somebody listening to the podcast, and you heard what was on the podcast. And I was like, oh okay, uh, <laughs> you just, spoke too soon, right? <laughs> but it's good. Like it's got a lot of twists and turns, and it's like I suspected one person of being involved. And that wasn't at all what happened. And I was like, oh, that was a good turnaround there. It's a good show. I highly recommend anybody to check it out. And what what uh, streaming service is on for it's listeners? On, it's on Hulu. Okay. And so I got out to the movie theater and I caught two movies this week. The first one is the French Dispatch. It's the new Wes Anderson movie. And it is, it's fun. Um, So apparently the French Dispatch was an actual um, like satellite magazine type thing for a newspaper in um, Kansas. So they were Mm -hmm. in France and they, you know, write stories about France and then send them to Kansas, Kansas. So people in Kansas could read about these stories. And so the movie is kind of, it's cut up in segments like of the issue that they're editing. So I think it's like four or five parts to it. And so like you'll have like the opening and it says, oh yeah, this is like a tour of France written by whoever, whoever. And it's like pages like five to seven in the book. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's cool. Uh, it's a good movie. It's, it's fun. Um, funny at parts. Um, you really feel it in your hearts on some of the stories. My biggest complaint about it, and this is my whole thing, like I'm just becoming an old man and I don't like um, the pleasures uh, of things that young men like or young people, I should say. But they're like out of nowhere, like there's nudity in the movie. And I'm like, why did we need to do this? Because it's a French movie and French is known for having nudity in movies. It's not a French movie. It's set in France, but. Oh, I'm just trying to, you know, help them out. But also, there's, like, so many people from Daniel Craig's James Bond movies in, in this movie. Like, so many people. And I'm like, that's so weird. It was, like, randomly, uh, Christoph Waltz was in, like, one scene in the movie. I'm like, why are you in this movie, sir? <laughs> <laughs> For one scene. <laughs> so it's, like, five or six people from um, Daniel Craig's James Bond movies. Like, his whole run in the movie. And I'm like, that's really weird. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. And then the other one I saw is called Last Night in Soho. Are you familiar with Edgar Wright? 
Um, he no. directed Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Uh, okay, I've seen it. He also did uh, Shaun of the Dead and um, Hot Fuzz, Baby Driver. I've seen yeah, I've seen it. So he did this one. So this movie is set now and also in the 60s. And now um, a, a young woman, she lived in the countryside of England and she's moved into London to go to um, school to be a fashion designer. And um, she also is sensitive so she can see ghosts and stuff. Mm -hmm. So she moves into a, a house, like rents a room from a lady. And when she goes to sleep, she uh, is like astro projected to the past to a woman that stayed in that room back in the 60s and she kind of like follows her nights and eventually to the point where she sees her being murdered and so like it slowly starts to turn her crazy and the story is really good it's a good mystery like she's trying to uncover who did it and to take them down but what i have to say is like visually like well, visually it may not be technically the movie is amazing like with the effects because like some of the effects you can tell they did them in camera and some of them are like cg but it's, it's not the cg that you can tell is cg so like there's times where like oh your girl is in it anna taylor your anna taylor joy queen's gambit oh oh she all right my you should have let off with that well okay because when I, when I do this, I don't make notes. It's just, I'm just, I'm going <laughs> off the top right now. So like there are scenes where like the girl in present day, she's like in the mirror looking at Anna Taylor Joy. So like Anna Taylor Joy is looking at the mirror and instead of seeing Anna Taylor Joy's reflection, you see the girl in the present day. And then like there's times where they switch off and it's like characters are talking to Anna Taylor Joy, but then they're also talking to the girl from London. And there's this really cool dancing scene where she's, where Anna Taylor Joy is dancing with somebody. And then like it's, it's all one take and like she'll like he'll like twirl her like out of frame. And then when he pulls her back in, the other girl comes back in frame and they kept doing that back and forth. Like it's so cool. The different ways in which they like play with that, like uh, Anna Taylor Joy is walking down some steps and like instead of there being a wall, it's all glass and they're both walking down the steps like in sync. But instead of Anna Taylor Joy's reflection, you're saying, oh, girl, like it is so cool just to see okay. the different ways that they do that. And the mystery is pretty cool. Like when you find out who did it, you're like, oh, all this is right in front of my face the whole time. So, okay. So not be checking out. I highly recommend it. And <laughs> 20 minutes in, we're about to do this review. <laughs> in and out, just the way I like it yeah all right uh, well now we got time a little time to kill so we can you know if you want to edit this we can edit this shit out okay. uh we, we me and you didn't talk about this but i'm saying uh what's your thoughts about the whole rust shooting thing the what the rust shooting what rush shooting the alec Baldwin set oh shooting. oh okay i'm sorry like i didn't know which yeah sorry um it's unfortunate um like to to what degree do you want me to to share my thoughts? Anything? It's really unfortunate. It's like it's really sad that we are still having gun issues on sets. Like you remember Brandon Lee? Yeah. Like it's really unfortunate. Like that we're st still having these issues. Um, 
I don't agree with people going after Alec Baldwin saying it was malicious that he, the actor Alec Baldwin, is responsible for this. But I do feel like the executive producer on this movie, Alec Baldwin, should be at fault. And why do you say that? If you're an executive producer of a movie, you're like a supervisor. And they oh, you have, mean like, oh, okay, as we say, overall responsible, not, you know, um, attention, not, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You're like, you know, when, okay, I understand you're overall responsible because you're the one who's in charge, but not responsible and like you did or did not do something. Right. Because they had a whole thing where people walked off the set because of the conditions on the set and they kept pushing forward instead of trying to get the um, the conditions on the set right for the people and making sure the people that walked off had the proper accommodations that they were asking for. It makes no sense to have people driving like 80 miles to go to sleep in between like shooting schedules. That makes no sense when there was a suitable hotel in a reasonable distance from the street. Right. And then also the thing, the biggest thing for me that I learned is I didn't think, um, I guess, or I guess this is fair from our part or being just ignorant. I didn't know they used real guns on set. Regardless if it was blanks or not, like I just always assumed that these were fake guns and, um, and, you know, they just use special effects for bullets. But like, I just didn't, I didn't actually think that, you know, they say, oh, they use real guns but they take out like, you know, the chamber or whatever, whatever, yeah. which is in my mind. I just always assumed that they were fake guns. I thought that we were past that too, but maybe it's cheaper to buy a real gun than have like a prop gun. I don't know. I can't speak to that. Right. Hmm. But it's super unfortunate. Um, yeah. That is it's, it's shitty. Yes, it's a fucked up situation. Um, <laughs> let's see. Um, how about that weather, huh? Hey man, I'm just hey. Uh, I love my hoodie weather now. Yeah, I uh, I wore a hoodie twice this week. Yes, Friday was perfect because it wasn't that tricky weather where you know around noon it gets hotter. Mm-hmm. No, it stayed windy this whole time. I rocked that hoodie all day long. So hopefully it stays like that. Reasonable. All right, man. I, I, got, I got my birthday coming up, but I don't know what I want to do. I'm like, am I still? Because I'll be turning 38. No, seven. 37. Yeah. I'm like, so I'll be turning Yeah. So I'm like, am I still at the age where, like, you know, I want to throw a party or, or drink or something or do I'm like, eh, I don't really care about anything and I don't want to do nothing. Cause like part of me, I'm at a time where like, I feel different about birthday parties. I'm like, Oh, it's your birthday party. You should get your friends. Now I'm like, Chad doesn't give a fuck about I was born 37 years ago. Why should I force just cause I was born 37 years ago, force Chad to hang out with me on this day it's like now I'm thinking different about birthdays now. Before birthdays, ah, oh, we all need to celebrate. This is the day we was born. But now I'm like, why do we care about this is the day and forcing that on our friends and everything just to hang out? So I'm like, if we was going to hang out, we would have hung out regardless of if it was the day I was born or not. 
I mean, some people don't really hang out with their friends unless there's like a special event, though. So they just said your birthday is a special event? If you're having a party for it. Like, people don't always be like, hey, I'm having a party just because the next weekend. If you can come through, come through. Like, not a lot of people do that. But people do say, oh, hey, um, I'm having my birthday party next weekend if you want to come through. I, I don't have any other events besides that, you know. All right, Chad, I'm having a birthday party. I need you to come through. You get a you get a month's notice to get your affairs in order. Okay. I mean, um, let me look up some tickets. And uh, are they are Latin Americans in the country. Mm-hmm. That doesn't sound very certain, but all right. No, I'm saying they are. Okay, okay. I thought yeah, they was are, like, yeah. um, yeah, sure. No, they, they they are now. Now I don't know what the uh you are vaccinated and shit, but I still know the rule because, like, I only know the shit for like military and, and stuff like that, as far as yeah. quarantine and ROM and stuff. So I don't know if you're a regular person. How does that work? I got but yeah, but now I see now. Think about it, I'm probably not gonna have nothing because it's only 37. That ain't nothing special. Would you have a party for your 40th? Yeah, that's where like I feel like that should be uh. Uh, getaway something where not at not at the house or something like that like go to a ski resort and do right. something like that i mean you'll be back in america by then i'll come a ski resort let's go to denver if that's what you want to do for your birthday we want we want um do some edibles and things i'm not doing that but you can i'll support you i'll be the chauffeur Nah, man, I need you to go go through that journey with me. It'll be my first time edible. So if I start going crazy, I need you to be on that journey with me. Like how people uh, say shrooms are, I yeah. need you to be on this journey with me so I won't be by myself. That's funny. <laughs> I was talking to a mutual friend of ours um, and they were telling me of a, a journey of edibles that they had and it was not a good time. See, that's why I don't want to be alone when I go through this for the first time. I need somebody with me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you want to do something for your birthday when you come back to the States, I'm up for it. Even if you don't live in the country, I'll come to you. Sorry, right. if you, if, sorry, if you don't live in Missouri. Sorry. Nope, you already said country. <laughs> that's right. You nah, got nah, me. You nah, got nah, me. Most likely, I'll be there. So, And I highly doubt I'll be back there. I'll probably be on the West Coast somewhere. Yeah, I'll come on and see you. Yeah. Um, so this week we talk the harder they fall. Open it. Please. Proof is a buck. Man, old devil. This is gonna be Buck's last day amongst the living. What exactly he do to you? Call it a professional robbery. I know who you are. That love, outlaw, hunts down those who trespass against him with no mercy. Where is he? Where is who? Your boss. My boss. Clearly, you don't know me. I don't particularly enjoy violence. That being said, you are currently in company of extremely violent individuals. The movie primarily follows Nat Love and Idris Elba's Rufus Buck. 
We open with Rufus Buck killing Nat's parents in front of him as a child, then jumping to years later when Nat is an adult consumed with revenge, hunting the members of Idris, Idris's gang. Feeling like he has done as much as he could towards that goal, he goes to see his former love interest, Mary Fields, to try and rekindle their relationship that has been ruined by his lust for revenge. Things are somewhat on track for reconciliation until the two members of Nat's former gang inform him that they rob a group of people that stole money intended for Rufus Buck, who, has, who is about to be broken out of prison. Nat and company travel to the town Idris is held up at for a final showdown and a last minute reveal that uh, informs us all that Nat and Rufus are siblings. So Matt, Stop right there. Do you want to cut that last part out? Why? Because it's a spoiler. The point, no, I write these now because people don't always watch the movie. Ah, okay. Then never mind. My bad. Yeah, you're good. So what did you think of the movie? I loved it actually. Okay. I thought it was real good. Yeah, I really enjoyed the movie. Uh, the soundtrack, uh, I know what they said it was like produced, executive produced, Sean Carter. Maybe mm-hmm. that's something something to do with it. But as you could tell the soundtrack throughout the movie was nice. Yes, it was. Um and not finally, I don't want to say that. <laughs> uh, and the key Stanfield. That man, that man, everything he is in, everything that man is in, he is given it 110%. Every fucking thing he's in. I, I, cause like normally his, the reason why I didn't like him in um, the Japanese anime that he was in, he was voice of. Jeff uh, Note. No, uh, no, um, where he played an African. um, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Like his, slow laid back cadence and his voice didn't match the anime where his voice with being this cowboy and everything matched perfectly like it was i everybody played their role perfectly mm-hmm. i enjoyed the storyline everything was good um yeah it was like probably one of the best westerns i've seen in a long time and i'll be more than happy to, to get if they want to make this a uh, franchise for multiple movies, because I know at the end they left it open for more. Um, but yeah, overall, <clears throat> excuse me, I really enjoyed this movie from from beginning to end. Yeah. Um, so I'm not of the generation. Sorry. Uh, so I'm of the generation that does not care for Westerns. We both are. Uh, something about them that just feels too slow and outdated. Uh, 100% I agree. <laughs> Uh, but there are a few that I like. Uh, I'm not sure if you've seen them. 310 to Yuma and The Unforgiven. Have you seen any of those? I've seen Unforgiven. Okay. Um, yeah. But overall, this isn't really a genre like I, I flock to. But uh, when I saw the trailer for this movie, I was impressed by the style and the cast. And those two things did not disappoint once I saw the actual movie. Um, I appreciated the opening title sequence that told you who each actor was playing and which game they were in. The train breakout scene was extremely cool. And I really liked the shot of the two gunslingers when they were talking, when they were finally about the showdown. And then like the camera was overhead and their shadows were like cast out so far. And like all you could see were their shadows as they were talking. I thought that was super cool. Mm -hmm. Um, 
be that as it may, while I did really enjoy the movie, I did not care for the length. So when we got to the point where Nat Love and Idris finally met, I'm like, oh, snap, we're about to have a showdown of a lifetime here. And then I looked at the t- at the clock and we were 90 minutes into the movie and there was a whole other hour left. And Idris Elba sends Nat Love on a side quest before he even has the privilege of fighting this man. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what is happening here? Why is the movie doing this? It did seem like them doing that was like a like a side quest in a game. Yeah. <laughs> like you just got you just gotta go there, do this real quick, and it come back to us to where it was like, okay, you robbed the you robbed the, the, the bank in the in the white folk town. All right. And then you go back and then like that has no other consequence in the movie. It's just like we just need you to do this real quick and come back. Right. It's like it's like, yeah, right. When you're playing the game, you're like, shit, I should have, you know, they said that side quest was optional. But it really was an option, though. So, right. shit. <laughs> but uh, overall, I really enjoyed the movie, though. Um, I would recommend it to anybody uh, to see. It was a good. It was a good time. Yeah, and I was also surprised about uh, the sheriff mayor before it just got there. Uh, Dion Cole. Right. I was like, because I know him from uh, Blackish yeah. as a comedian, and he's playing this uh, gold teeth hard ass cowboy i was surprised i was like okay dion do your thing i i loved him in that first scene when he eating that steak and he like i'm a sinister motherfucker too and i was like i felt that i was like okay yeah. sir okay and then he looked up and he was talking to himself <laughs> right he was, like, he, he was just monologuing preparing <laughs> <laughs> it, it didn't go like that it, it never go the way you think is about to go in your head right um but yeah but like, also another thing is i really like uh uh, his uh, gem on there, played by C.J. Siler. He was the one with uh, the quick draw guns. He was, I really we, liked him throughout we, the we thing. Ju- we just saw him in Power Rangers. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like what I, I was like, ain't that, uh, ain't that Billy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really well, liked he, his character, but I, I could tell he was gonna die. I knew he was gonna die, but I didn't think he was gonna die that that way. Where he was like, and then Lakeith Stanfield character was like motherfuckers always take too long to count the five and i was like oh man at least like if he's gonna lose i thought he's gonna lose like like regular right but when he shot him i was like ah shit (laughs) but they also really illustrated he cheats like when he shot old dude in the back back yeah (laughs) (laughs) but also it was like i don't know like while i was happy that he got killed by that woman i was also kind of sad that he got killed by that woman if that makes sense why, why were you sad? I liked Lakeith Stanfield's character. I did too. <laughs> I did too. Yeah, it's just like you, like when his the roles he plays, like when he hits it, it's perfect. Like, uh, and it's. I wish it would have been something where to like him, and um, Regina King's character. Maybe they was one who made it out or whatever, so they yeah. could do it. But I mean, but like it. That was Regina King at the end, though. No, I know that. But I'm saying, like, maybe, like, him, Lakeith Stanfield, oh, I, I Regina see, I see King. So then when they make the new one, they can both be in it. But, yeah, now nah, he killed this role. Like, he was perfect. If they want to do, we a talked prequel? earlier about the prequel. Yes, they need to do it on specific his character. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. You get it right? Oh, sorry. Cherokee Bill. They need to yes. do one specifically for Cherokee Bill. Him and Regina King. Yeah, like, they, like, he acted his ass off, and it was perfect throughout that. Mm-hmm. 
uh the 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 the, the reveal of them being brothers how were you how for you how did you feel were you like oh, okay were you like oh my god how did you feel when he said when they brought that up i was like i don't like this <laughs> well, why <laughs> i was like this is out of nowhere <laughs> I mean, it makes sense, like when he was like, like went from everything that he said. But I was like, did we need this? Did this need to be a thing? I, I started, I started calculating ages. Me too. Like, me too. Me too. I, I, I was like, this. Hold up. He was ten, and then I mean, we'll say Idris Elba was like twenty at that time. Right. So I mean, then you know, this years later, I was like, so that makes him this. I'm like, is that is that plausible? Yeah. You know, that's what I was doing. <laughs> and then uh, I did look it up. Like, so he was born in '89, I think. Mm-hmm. He, it, was, it was either 86 or 89 and uh Idris was born in like 71 or something like that so kind of sort of oh so that means he was early late late early 20s when he basically marked his brother right okay yeah. all right that makes sense I guess yeah but I was like when he said that I was like okay it just need to be I mean a nice little plot twist it didn't change the outcome of anything not really i mean he still did what he needed to do like even if we didn't have the information it's we still got to where we needed to go right yeah all right did you want to do trivia stuff let's rock and roll all right harder they fall rotten tomatoes what do you think um i will give it a high number we'll say 80%. 86 with a 93% audience score. Good. Um, so we can we can do this trivia. <laughs> All right. So Idris Elba, Zazie Beats, Jonathan Major, and Eddie Gaiolke, uh, Bill Pickett have all played roles based on Marvel characters. Which one of the four has played two different Marvel characters? All right, so 80%, Eddie played in X Men. Mm -hmm. Zaza played in, was it Hulk? Mm -mm, Too old. Um, uh, Zaza, and then what was the other character? Idris Elba? Jonathan Majors, the the main guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Jonathan Majors, he played the thing in um, the new stuff with uh, Loki. He's the... Yeah, Kang. Right, right. Um, so just between those three, so we got Jonathan Majors, Zaza, and Eddie. Mm-hmm. Those are choices. And Idris, yeah. Idris, of course, played in Loki. I mean, uh, Thor. Did he play anything else in uh, Marvel? No, I'm not, saying this... the, I'm not saying the MCU. I'm just saying Marvel. Marvel. Uh, I go Idris. You're right. Is he was in Ghost Rider too? I do not remember this at all. I didn't even see that R one. Yeah, I, I seen one. I didn't see two. So he was in Ghost Rider two in um the Thor movies as Heimdall. Sazzy was Domino in Deadpool two. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah. Jonathan Majors was Kang and Loki. And then Eddie was Darwin in X-Men First Class. Yes. So uh, Bass Reeves was the first Black U.S. Marshal west of the Mississippi. He was also the inspiration for the Lone Ranger. 
And lastly, Nat Love was a real cowboy in the Old West. And he wrote an autobiography called The Life and Adventures of Nat Love, A True Story of Slavery Days. It was published in 1907. Um, have you seen the, the Watchmen TV show? No. All right. That's something I'm going to have to get you on because um, it's a, it, they actually bring that up about um, who Bass Reese was and all mm-hmm. that stuff. So I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Oh, and that was a, uh, okay. Played by Delroy Rolindo. Okay. Uh, also, did you know he's British? Really? Uh-huh. Nah. I did not know that. See, they sneaky, Chad. See, you they don't like have to, to come in me. here, use that American accent. That's how we know them for sneaky. You do not have to tell me. And also, like, side note, why ain't Regina King in more shit? I know she's doing a lot of producing and stuff like that, but, like, as an actress in, like, the last, like, five, ten years, why she ain't in more shit? She's always good in everything she's in. Well, I agree. She is fucking queen. She was on. She's funny enough. She was in Watchmen. Oh, <laughs> but also like she she directs a decent amount. And when, uh, yeah, yeah. When she do a lot of behind the scenes stuff. When I saw that she was in this movie, I was kind of sad that she didn't direct it. Because mm. it's like this is the kind of high profile stuff you need. Like I'm not saying she needs anything. Like she's got. I know she's got Emmys. I don't know if she has Oscars. Like she's got awards. She's got accolades. But I'm like, it'd be so cool if she like directed like a big cool action movie like this. Oh yeah, sure. She got Academy Award, Golden Globe, and four Emmys. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But like once you, I guess once you see these actors that you used to know and you see them in something again, you'd be like, oh, they're so good. Why aren't they in more stuff? How come I haven't seen them in more stuff? But I, I guess you know. A lot of them like to do some behind the scene things mm-hmm. and they pick and choose now what they want to be in. But and also yeah, some she, do stage acting. I mean, that's harder oh. now because of the world we live in. But a lot of them go to the stage. OK, but yeah, so I need more Regina King in my life. I cannot. I, I can't argue with that statement. I want more of her too. like seriously. I'm gonna get you on Watchmen. Like you get a lot. You get a lot of good uh, Regina King. Also. Have you noticed that they're really pushing um, the the dude from Candyman, Yaya Abdul? Mm-hmm. Like they're really pushing this man and stuff. Like he's he's the new um, who was Lawrence Fisberg in The Matrix? That character. Um, Morpheus. Morpheus. He, he's 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 the new Morpheus in Matrix. He's Black Man and Aquaman. He was in Candyman. He's in so much stuff. Like, they're really trying to make him the next thing. And I'm not hating on the brother. I'm just saying, like, he's getting a lot. He was in Watchmen. Like, he's doing a lot. I'm not saying, I'm was, not saying uh, that. Oh, yeah. What way. else was he? He was in something else, too, uh, recently. Um, us. That's what I'm thinking of. He was in Us. He was? Yeah. Who was he in Us? He was a daddy. No, that was uh, Winston Duke. Hold up. Let me pull it up real quick. It was no. Winston Duke and Lafayette. Oh, he was uh, yeah, he was in there. He was Wayland. Who the hell is that? Oh, he was the dad. He was her yeah. dad. That's what I said. He was a dad. I thought you meant like I thought you meant Nupita Nuango's husband as in oh, the dad no. to the kids. Okay, you're right. Oh yeah, because I'm looking at it, and yeah, so he goes from you know, Get Out, Aquaman, 
He's in the new Mad Max, Us, the new Aquaman, The Trial of Chicago 7, Watchmen, Candyman, and The Matrix Resurrection. So, yeah, he's, uh, I guess, once they found the guy they liked, they was like, oh, he the dude. We're about to push him in everything. Right. I mean, no shade. Absolutely no shade. I support everybody black like Issa Rae. <laughs> well, uh, Chad does not fully endorse that statement. Do not cancel Chad when you cancel Matt. <laughs> nah, it's whatever. They, they, didn't, they didn't cancel Issa. That's true. Or did they? Did they? Did they try? Nah. You can't cancel Issa Rae. No, nah, you can't. You can't. She's a fucking queen. Yeah. All right, let's get out of here, Matt. Um, thank you so much for listening. Please rate, like, and review our podcast on your platform of choice. If you have any feedback, please email us at we used to talk pod at gmail.com. Like our Facebook page, we used to talk about this at work, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at we used to talk pod. Come back next week when we review Red Notice starring The Rock, uh, Gal Gadot, and Ryan Reynolds. I don't know if this is a good episode. I don't know if this is a bad episode. But whatever you think about it, talk about it at work. Thank you for listening. Also, before we go, um, I just want to say rest in power, rest in peace. At a friend who passed away a couple weeks ago, rest in power, Jeremy Franks. Thank you. Did you want to, like, actually? Okay. Nah, because I was going to be in my feelings. And if I did anything, so I was like, let me just put, I should have put on there last week, but uh i just watched his uh they live streamed his uh his waking funeral and stuff so i was like uh i was gonna make something at the end or whatever because i didn't want to make it a whole thing i got you i just, I just wanted to put something in there i got you i got you